Hello, and welcome to the Empowered Resilient Woman podcast, a podcast that supports all women on the journey to becoming their most resilient self in life and in business. I'm your host, Kimberly Smith. Oh, I hope you all are doing well today. Today is going to be a little bit of a different style episode. Um, you know, I'm recording this on Zoom. And if it ever makes its way onto YouTube, people will see that I am sitting on the floor in what will soon to be, be my new office. And things are a little crazy right now. Things have been in a little bit of a, a flux state. <laughs> I am in a huge life transition. I have been for the past three months and I want to talk about it today. I've been kind of in my own shell doing my own thing for I'd say probably the last three to six months, if I'm honest, I have been preparing for a lot of these shifts in my life. Maybe subconsciously I knew they were coming. Uh, some of them I intentionally knew were coming because, you know, as we get into this, you know, they are definitely intentional changes. Uh, and, you know, life transitions have this way of just throwing us for a loop, really shaking up our worlds and causing us excess stress and anxiety in our lives. I'm no different. You know, I coach people all the time on stress management, on mindset, and I'm a person. I experience these things too. I have to practice everything that I preach every single day, <laughs> especially in these moments where I feel shaken and ungrounded. So a little life update, what's been happening with me for I don't know, since January. Let's just start there. <laughs> uh, you know, if you follow me on social media, you've probably noticed a huge decline in my presence online, showing up on social media, particularly Instagram, because that's my favored method. And, you know, I just kind of, you know, I think that people always see those shifts and they're like, probably thinking like, what's happening? What's going on? What, you know, she's not as present here. Like, or maybe that's all in my head. Who the fuck knows? Right. But, um, you know, so many people have reached out to say hello, to ask what's going on. Uh, I've, you know, shown snippets of my recent move and just asking me how things are going. Right. And so I know y'all are curious and that's, that's cool. Right. Like, um, so since January, you know, I would say I, I'd done a couple different things, right? The first big change and big shift in my life is that I actually took a full-time job working outside of my business. And this was an intentional change. This was an intentional shift. <clears throat> I've spent the last four and a half years working primarily on my business, doing some consulting work, you know, here and there, back in recruiting, uh, back in, you know, different spaces, you know, helping people get their businesses set up, uh, rework their hiring processes, uh, just hiring people for their businesses, getting them all set up with their team, that type of thing. But primarily it's been my business has been my main source of income and also just, you know, where I put most of my effort. And that has been amazing. I am so grateful that I've had that time from like, you know, 2018 to now. And that being said, it has also been super stressful. 
you know, in, in a new way, right. Which, you know, obviously so happy that I have the tools that I have, that I'm able to practice as much self-care as I am and still a lot of stress going on. Right. Uh, a lot of, a lot of high highs, a lot of low lows, right? I mean, they're in business when you are running your own business. If you have your own business, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, there are, you know, one of the biggest things that scares people, I think is that is the finances, right? The financial aspect of not having a secure paycheck. So when I decided to go all in on my business, I was in a very good financial position and I had some, some money for my divorce and I decided to go all in, you know, made some big investments in my own coaching in my own development in all the things that I would need to get my new life set up. Right. And I'm, I don't regret that at all. Um, and as I've grown my business and launched different services and offerings, I've had some really amazing months. And then I've had some months where, you know, weren't that weren't so great. Right. And, you know, that really teaches you number one, to manage your energy and your mindset even better. So, you know, looking at that, it's all been practice and, a, and an amazing landscape to do that in. Right. And so as I was kind of coming up on the end of 2022, you know, in the fall of 2022, I was lucky to uh, launch a coaching cohort called the Business Momentum Mastermind with one of my best friends, Barbara, and it was a huge success. We we really just were so proud of what we created. It was amazing to have the women in that group have such big successes, and we were looking forward to running it again. But as life happens. <laughs> you know, Barbara's life took her in a different direction. It was basically, you know, we knew by the end of 2022 that she was going to be making a move overseas to the Netherlands. So, you know, I, I feel like I had put so much effort into that side of things and we had such a big vision and we still have such a big vision and a piece of me, like my heart just kind of broke <laughs> a little bit, you know, being in this space of entrepreneurship can feel very lonely and very isolating and needing to have such incredible self-discipline to really focus on the things that you need to grow personally and professionally takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of time, right? Happy to give it. But then, you know, something like that, I don't know. It just kind of left me feeling like tired right? And hearing that news, I'd been maybe just also just having put in the last four and a half years into my business. I, I've been doing a lot in my business, learning the back end. You know, I've done everything from building the website, the finances, the marketing, like it, everything top to bottom. And I realized that I needed a bigger cash injection in my business than I was making. And I had a couple of different options there, right? Like, you know, and, and one of them is taking work outside of my business, which I've always been open to. I always kind of keep my eye on the job boards and like kind of looking at things, but recruiting, you know, executive recruiting, staffing the industry that I was in and have stayed tied to for the last 12 years is very high intensity. It's very go, go, go. It, it, there's a lot of the burnout culture and the hustle culture because it's so fast paced, which is one of the reasons why I actually love it. And it was also one of the things that 
ruined me. <laughs> Not ruined me, but like was part of my downfall, right? Is that is getting caught up in that hustle, getting caught up in things outside myself. So you know, honestly, a new opportunity came along. I'm not going to go crazy in this because I feel like I have so many things I want to pack into this episode, but a new opportunity came along. I couldn't say no to it. I needed a break from my business and I wanted to put my effort into something fun like this podcast, right? Which is helping myself grow professionally and personally in new ways. And so it was more of a pivot, an intentional pivot to have a bigger cash flow, right? because I can then invest that money into some passive channels in my business to grow that, which I am in the midst of getting that set up. Right. And then just streamline my focus, right? Like take away doing all the things and just try and focus on the job and my family. And that's it. Like I really wanted to simplify because as an entrepreneur, you have a million things running through your mind. And I say entrepreneur, but I just, I think it's more of a neurodiversity thing. I am convinced that my brain is very unique. And I know a lot of you listening probably feel the same way. I have had a lot of uh, multi-passionate clients as well. And that's how I would describe myself is that I just always have like this dialogue running in my brain. And it can be a bit overwhelming. Uh, I definitely think it contributes to my level of anxiety, no doubt. Um, so this, just trying to condense my focus, right? That was my purpose. That was my intention in taking this job, you know, getting some more cash flow, being able to invest in these outside things and just taking a break from doing it all. Right. And, or doing less, just doing less. Cause I don't think I was doing it all. I was outsourcing a bit and, you know, always doing a lot of self-care, but feeling like I could be close to burning myself out if I kept pushing. Um, so that's that, you know, took a job. It's going well. I love the people that I'm working with. It's actually reignited my passion for different things. Uh, the role itself, I'm you know, a US business manager for a recruiting and staffing firm, primarily focused on the energy industry. So I have a team and I'm a responsible for their development. So that's I'm still coaching just in a new environment, right? And I'm still working with my private clients too. So that was also the beauty of this position is that I can still have my business. They know about my business. Uh, they know that, you know, I'm always kind of working side deals <laughs> and things, right? Um, and they're cool with that. And so that makes me happy, right? That I can have this role and also have space for this passion and what I love, which is coaching people and helping people uh, really find themselves, find their purpose, you know, carve a happier path, become more resilient, you know, all of it. And so the new job, my friend moving, Barbara, <laughs> if you're listening, missing you big time. Um, and then also preparing for a, another huge life transition on top of those two big shifts, which is moving in with my partner. And I don't really talk a lot about my relationship online. I don't really talk a lot about it, uh, with, within my social media account. Like it's primarily just, you know, business and coaching stuff, personal development, but 
I really want to share this because I, you know, it's a huge part of where I've been these last three months. And it has brought me back to a place of high anxiety (laughs) and fear. And this is something that we all experience, right? And it's, it's really forced myself to kind of go back and practice some of these key things to help support myself. And I want to share that with you so that you can do that too. So moving in, cohabitating, whatever you want to call it, right? I mean, y'all know I'm divorced, divorced in 2020. Here we are. Actually, it's almost three years to the day that I got divorced. So my divorce was final on the Friday. I think it was a Friday, the March 13th, which was like the day the world, like everything kind of shut down or the, the day before everything shut down because of the pandemic. And I met Aziz very shortly after (laughs) I was very newly divorced, was not looking for a long-term relationship. He was very patient, uh, very supportive. You know, we had kind of a similar path, both divorced, both have daughters around the same age. We met in a very kismet way, you know, in an elevator. I don't know, you know, a lot of you have probably heard this story, but for those of you who haven't, I think it's pretty special. So I'm going to share it. Uh, Basically, we were working in the same building and he opened the door for me one morning. We kind of, you know, chit chatted in the elevator. There was a vibe, a very strong vibe. And uh, then I didn't see him again for a couple months. And one day I was about to leave the building and I was thinking, "Hmm, where did that dude go? He was kind of cute, right? He was kind of, kind of good. And Then I took the elevator down and the doors opened and he was there and he looked at me and he said, where have you been? And I just said, where have you been? And it was like, oh, yes, give me your number, please. So that's that, you know, that's, you know, all she wrote, but we made it through a pandemic together (laughs) and something about that, just, you know, we, we have something special, right. And that has been hard in a lot of ways. It's been beautiful in a lot of ways, but for probably about the first year of our relationship, I really resisted it mentally and emotionally. Like I was there and loving it. And we were, had this beautiful thing and somewhere in my heart and my head, it felt like this wasn't real. Like this wasn't happening that I didn't want to get in too deep, although it's already pretty deep (laughs) into this new relationship. And It was because I was scared, essentially, right? I mean, I left my marriage, wanted to be by myself, you know, wanted to be my own. And here comes this amazing man that I have prayed for, like literally. Um, Actually, like one morning as I was headed into that same job where I met him, I remember saying, God, please just give me a man who has his shit together. (laughs) And, And I swear that that prayer was answered. So you know, we have been working towards this point for a long time, you know, being both divorced, it's triggering for us both to come back into this place where when you leave your marriage and if anybody's divorced, like you almost feel like you're not betting on that to ever happen again. I I don't know. I mean, for myself, people, so many people asked me as I was getting a divorce, before things were even final, before the ink was dry on my divorce papers, do you ever want to get married again? Now, 
to me, that was like a silly question because how the fuck would I know? (laughs) Like, I don't know. I'm just trying to focus on myself and do what I can to keep myself sane and get used to being, you know, independent, like, and just with Kimberly getting to know myself in this phase of my life. So my answer to that question was always like, probably not. Like I am loving where I'm at, which I really did. I was loving my solitude, loving having my own place for the first time ever in my entire life, decorating the way I wanted to decorate, not, not having to worry about anybody else. It was a beautiful thing, right? Obviously worrying about my daughter, but like, you know, in a normal mom way. And so you just, I just didn't bet on that being in my, in my cards, right? I had to really let go of a lot of things with that divorce in the sense of, I didn't know whether I was ever going to get married again. I didn't know whether or not I would have any more children, which was something I grieved immensely before actually making that decision to get divorced. I knew that I needed to be okay with just having one child. Because to make decisions in my life based on wanting to just be married and wanting to have more kids, to me, that didn't seem like that was the best reason to make those decisions. Like you have to make decisions based on whether or not it feels right. Right. Like I think a lot of people do enter into marriage because they think, and I'm honestly, I was probably guilty of this. This is the next step in our relationship. This is the next step in life is to have a baby. Well, do you really want to have a baby? Do you really want to even want to fucking get married? Right? Like these are the societal expectations that we don't realize, right? If you really want to do those things, great. But Living a conscious life and being intentional about things means that you actually think about it and you ask those questions and you think about the alternative too. Like, what's the alternative? How does that feel? Can I picture myself there? What does being married even mean? What does that mean for my lifestyle, for the way that I make decisions, for the way that I just live every day? I I think that marriage is a beautiful thing. Partnership is even better because you know, you really get to design that, right? I think I got sucked into the whole traditional view of marriage and the, you know, gender roles and, you know, that necessarily didn't work for me. (laughs) You know, I was looking for something a little bit more egalitarian, a little bit more equal, but, you know, so finally accepting that, yes, getting to a place where I was like, I do actually want to be in a partnership again, I would live with somebody again was a really big deal. And here we are, (laughs) here we are, you know, um, I moved into his place, you know, he bought a house in a couple years ago, kind of after the pandemic. Uh, and this is a big decision for a lot of reasons, obviously not just for myself, but for my daughter, right? Like I come with a plus one, (laughs) And he does too. So it actually has been really wonderful because our daughters are of same of the same age. They're in the same grade. They love each other like crazy. It's just one big party when they're together, right? So we're very blessed in that sense. Since we've moved in together, things have been really great. Like it doesn't feel like anything has changed. I mean, we obviously always saw each other. Uh, you know, spend almost every night together prior to us living together. But now it's, it's all about creating a home and a space that feels really authentic for us both. I mean, I moved into technically his house. So how do I like put my little stamp on it? Right. Still trying to figure that out. Um, 
there's a lot of positives in this, a ton of positives. And we see those. And much like anything in life, things are layered, things are multidimensional. So, you know, people reaching out asking me, like, how's the move? How are things going? Like, you know, there's only so much that you can explain in a DM, in a text message, in a phone call. And to be honest, I don't think I really knew how I have been feeling. I have not really had as much time to dedicate to myself and to my own practices amidst this move. And that has, you know, obviously played a role in my heightened stress and my anxiety and my mindset. And still things have been pretty good. And and I'm kind of amazed by that because, you know, but I have known, I have felt that I'm feeling off. I'm not feeling quite myself. I'm happy about all of these things. So grateful for all of these things. And yet I just don't feel quite like me, which is scary, right? Because I, that connection to myself has been such a huge part of my life and my transformation and becoming more conscious and awake to how I'm living every single day and the decisions that I'm making and the cho- just everything. So things are great. And <laughs> there's been a lot of fear, a lot of feeling triggered, a lot of just, um, kind of being zoned out, which is a symptom of stress and anxiety is just kind of like zoning out. It's so easy to just go through the motions of life because there's just so many things to do, right? Even more so during a move. So I've been caught up in fucking unpacking boxes and organizing and like all of this external stuff that needs to be done. It obviously needs to be done. It's obviously contributing to me feeling more settled and more grounded and more like myself. And and that's for sure. You know, every time I get a little corner set up or like a drawer organized, like I feel almost like, like this sigh of relief and it's silly, but for sure there's some therapy in it, but I haven't really sat down to do much journaling, which is, you know, for those of you who know me personally, like it's one of my favorite methods to really reflect and to find some stillness is to brain dump and write it all out. (laughs) So the other day I wrote down a list of some of my random thoughts and I want to share those with you. So some of the things that have been going through my mind when I think about this move, when I think about where I currently am, you know, are, there's been this feeling of guilt, actually guilt for the fact that I have you know, stepped away from my business in such a big way or not stepped away, but just scaled back, (laughs) even though I know that it's, it's temporary and I'm still putting a lot of effort like into this podcast and into my clients and, and all of that. Right. I feel this immense amount of guilt. I haven't felt inspired to show up on social media or to create content or other than this podcast. I haven't, I, I feel as if I'm falling behind on my dreams and my goals, to be honest. And that's a hard one, right? To feel like that. There's a part of me that feels like I've sold out a little bit, 
right? Um, sold out a little bit for not particularly money, but for security in the sense of like taking this job. And, but I know that that's not true, right? Like, and, and we're going to get to the mindset shifts for sure, right? Because this exercise of writing down all your random thoughts, the flip side of that is to reframe it, reframe that shit so you can get your mind right. Some of the other things kind of going through my mind, guilt about spending some of this money <laughs> that I'm making, like, and, and, and actually taking on more clients too. Cause I, I took more like resume jobs and like, I had a bunch of random people like reach out to me for, for different services and offerings in January and February. And, and even now, um, and so, you know, having more cash flow and I'm like, all right, so I'm going to invest some of this money back into my business, obviously. And I also want some other stuff, you know, getting settled in this house, needing to kind of like get it styled up. You know, I mean, Aziz, you know, he's like any man, he don't have, he don't have an eye for, uh, interior design <laughs> necessarily. So he's got many other talents, but interior design, not so much. Um, I've just felt, felt generally ungrounded. Uh, I've felt like I'm actually craving validation from Aziz because I think I got a lot of that validation and just affirmation from my business, from doing all those things. And that part has, you know, kind of uh, just kind of gone into a different mode. So I feel like I'm seeking that in a different way from him. I am scared too, to get lost in some of my other work in this recruiting job to lose touch with what I know is important. And I feel that, right? And I'm I'm scared to get caught up in the monotony of daily life. Uh, you know, I'm craving consistency in a way, like craving this consistency of getting back to like a daily routine and a schedule and all that. But then I'm also at the same time resisting it, which is so fucking weird, you know? And this is like the conflicts that we typically see in our life as, as well as like shit just does not fucking make sense. Like we say we want something, but then we're trying to, we're resisting it. We're doing the absolute opposite. Yes. So I'm also feeling like I need a fucking vacation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how are things going? You know, if anybody asks me, I'm going to be like, I feel like I need a fucking vacation straight up. Um, but you know, at the same time, I'm like, is now the right time to take a vacation? Like, I don't know, you know, um, more than anything, like I look at this list of like random thoughts and the immediate thought that comes to mind is that it's all fucking lies, right? Like, I should not feel guilty for taking a fucking break. I should not feel guilty for needing rest or wanting to put effort into this beautiful transition of living with the man that I love. Why? Why the fuck do I feel that way, right? Like I should not feel guilty for spending money that I work fucking hard for. I should not feel guilty for putting my effort and and my talents into a different business which you know benefits other people and creates this whole other amazing effect right this ripple effect out with the impact that's made on those people with the jobs that are 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 given to the you know given to these candidates well the candidates that are placed in the jobs that we're filling how that benefits the companies everything right like it all matters so you know, looking at these thoughts, like the mindset shift is reframing it all, 
you know, like, is that really true? Fuck no, it's not true. Like I know myself, I know, I know where I'm going. I know that these, this, this pivot and this transition are important. Um, and you know, those, that's just fear, you know, fear is an illusion. It totally is. Um, and you know, so there's those random thoughts <laughs> and then there's on a different side, some even bigger fears that kind of have come up with this transition. And so I asked myself while I was doing some journaling the other day, you know, what am I afraid of now as I've made this transition? Right. Cause like, I think that there was a fear leading up to this transition and like, we got through it and it was definitely like great. And then now there's kind of the post. All right. Now we're here, right? Now we're, now we're here. What do we do with the pieces? <laughs> Still feel, feeling afraid of, gosh, now, like now we got to like put the work in, right? Because relationships take work. It's just not going to be like sunshine and rainbows from here on out. Right. It's like, I think sometimes we think that once we, once we get married, once we have a baby, once we do whatever that like, things are just going to be like a fucking walk in the park. And like, honestly, things get more complex. Like if anything, it needs more of our time and attention. So what am I afraid of? You know, these are some raw reflections here. And what came up for me while I was doing with this was I'm afraid that it won't last, you know, that it will all fall apart, that I'll be left heartbroken with nothing, you know, moving, moving out of another man's house, right. Because I moved out of my, the house that I shared with my husband intentionally on purpose. Um, that was my choice. I could have stayed there and I didn't want to, but still like, you know, the visual is like, well, I had, I moved out of that house and like, this is, is this going to become a pattern? Then, you know, there's this other fear that it will be my fault if something doesn't work out that I'll be responsible for the hurt and the pain from Aziz, for Amelia, you know, that, that it will leave damage on other people. There's this fear that like, I'll be the person responsible for that. You know, I don't know why, but you know, then there's this feeling like, you know, I've traded a bit of my freedom. Um, there's the fear of unhappiness and depression sneaking in right? There were some dark days before I decided to get a divorce, you know, in the years leading up to all of that in, in my marriage, there were days where I just honestly couldn't get out of, couldn't get out of bed. It was really difficult, you know, to say the least, but that's not a place that I want to go any, again, but I know that it's, it, it just feels like it's kind of lurking in the shadows. Sometimes I have this fear too, of like, you know, not being loved. Right. And, and like, why? right? Like fear, like I'm here with the man that I love, you know, everything's going great. So why would I feel that way? Getting sucked into materialism, you know, false constructs, you know, losing touch with reality and abandoning myself. That's another big fucking fear, you know, because I think that when I was younger, I was caught up in those things. I was caught up in the expectations of society and, uh, you know, not necessarily material materialism, but just like, you know, got to get, you know, a house and like, you know, things have certain things and those things bring joy and they also are a responsibility. Right. So I think that I've been able to see awareness, higher awareness has brought me to see like the, 
just kind of comparison of like making that choice a little bit more intentionally, a little bit more consciously. And when we're so caught up in all the things in the external, a lot of times we just don't take time to make those conscious choices. And, you know, I'm such a giver and I care so much about other people that a lot of times I, I just try to do as much as I can. And what has happened in the past is that I then put myself on the sidelines, you know, and that didn't lead to a great place. (laughs) That didn't, that wasn't to my benefit. So like looking at all of these fears, I mean, first, you know, obviously the random thoughts, the fears, it's just, it's all an illusion. Like this is all like a story that I'm fucking making up in my head and none of it is real. And that is the thing about like putting this on paper is that you kind of look at it and you reflect and you're like, what the fuck? Like, this is what's happening in my head. First off, it's therapeutic to just physically get it out. But you can really look at how kind of absurd some of these things are (laughs) because none of it's true. None of it's happened. I'm a completely different person than I was, you know, in my 20s when I was entering into a relationship and starting my marriage. So the flip side of this, of this question too, is that, you know, what are all of these things, these fears teaching me about myself, my life? my beliefs, right? And the answer to that, you know, I wrote down some things is that I'm a work in progress. I am diving into a new layer of life and love. And so it would only make sense that I would and that I would and that I will continue to meet and encounter moments of self-doubt. You know, that is this is a textbook example. Everything that I've talked about is a textbook example of how our nervous system works, right? How our brain can work against us. We are so freaking creative, right? In the sense of like just drumming up these doomsday scripts. So that's self-doubt. It's fear. It's trying to protect me in like in a way like I can have compassion for that. Like, oh, you're so sweet trying to keep me from hurt and disappointment and all those things that maybe are unpleasant. And yet I know that it's impossible, right? That, you know, I don't, I don't want to even want to think about those things. I want to live in the present moment of waking up to the man that I love in a house with both of our children, getting to plan a new, a vacation for us both, you know, getting to build a life together more intentionally seeing each other every day, you know, um, just being, just being with each other in a new way. Self-doubt and fear are the warning signs, right? Meant to bring you back to your values, to your desires, to actually check yourself into, am I making the choices that are intentional, right? Am I doing what's good for me And in turn, good for everybody else, right? Because I think that's, you know, obviously the foundation of self-care and like living your living an aligned life is knowing in your heart of hearts that if you trust yourself and you are living life by your values and desires and you know, with faith and, and all that, is that the things that are good for you are going to be good for the people around you. That 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 that's for sure, right? 
Um, the things that I do for myself are best for my daughter. And I trust myself with that a hundred percent. And so they help you kind of course correct and stay in alignment and avoid the downfalls that the fear is reminding you is there. That is possible. That is, it's definitely a possible threat to your dreams, but only if you get it, only if you give it power, right? Only if you, and you know, this is a whole, could be a whole nother podcast on like manifestation and like manifesting the wrong thing, right? Like you may have heard, like you don't want to give energy or time to the wrong things. And what we think about our thoughts is such a huge part of that. It really, really is. The other thing that I wrote down that this this is teaching me, that this fear is teaching me about myself, my life, my beliefs, is that there's always more to learn and love about myself. You know, I I just am amazed, right? That even after all of the work that I've done and continue to do, you know, there's still moments where I feel fucking shaken, you know? And when you're moving or in any type of transition, new job, new relationship, you know, new home, right? I mean, honestly, it could be anything too. You could go on vacation. You could go away for a weekend and come back and feel shook, right? Because shit's out of order. Like, you know, the house is a mess. You've got a pile of laundry to do, like all the things. Like, so there's always more to learn and love about yourself. And all of these insecurities and these false beliefs that come up, they run deep. They are stubborn as fuck. They are so fucking stubborn. And, you know, so you really have to flip the script. You have to come back to some of these practices of facing fear, feeling fear. And once you face it and once you feel it, that is the way that you heal it. 100%, right? So a little trick too, and if you haven't done this, you know, I actually just, I've talked about it with clients, to be honest. I never really did it until the other day. I talk to my fear quite often. That I is for sure. I have definitely like consciously talked aloud to my fear to, and told it to like pipe the fuck down, right? And this was a new one for me is really just to give it a face, a name and a face. So I have a client actually who uh, nicknamed her as Regina. I may have talked about this before, but I just thought it was like the best thing in the world. So Regina for Mean Girls, brilliant. And I asked myself, what does mine look like? Well, mine looks like Ursula, the sea witch. <laughs> you know, she steals people's souls, their spirit, their light. She tricks them. She makes like nefarious one-sided deals. She's sneaky. She's fucking twisted. Like that's that's my fear. And it's not so scary, right? Like to realize that this fear is trying to protect you, but you can be bigger than that, right? Taking time out for yourself to think about like how you are feeling when you feel like maybe you are a little bit on autopilot where you've just kind of been doing the things, but you're kind of in this fog, like that mental brain fog um, is a symptom of stress and anxiety. And it's not like one that we normally think about, you know, anxiety. A lot of times we think about those outward symptoms of like sweaty palms and shortness of breath. And, but there is a whole, whole laundry list. And we'll get into that on a different episode for sure. But um, I hope this helps somebody. You know, if you're feeling fear in your life right now, write down all your random thoughts, brain dump that shit, right? Give your fear a name and a face. Um, write down what you're afraid of. 
right? And then and and flip that all around, right? Ask yourself if that if that's really true, which it's not because it's always fucking lies. And then ask yourself, what are these things teaching you about yourself, about your life, about your beliefs? And start there. I promise you, 100%, I felt better after. And I'm going to continue to to dive into this and you know, explore how I'm feeling, but that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I have made some intentional choices for myself, for my family, for my life, for my business. And there's a bit of impatience there as well, right? We always want to force our way through a transition, which is impossible. So pace yourself, take it slow, give yourself permission to do less, to just focus on a couple things instead of the huge to-do list, right? Like that's not going anywhere. Little by little, the bird builds her nest, right? That's the key. Uh, That's the key to resilience is just not giving up. I think, you know, it doesn't matter how fast you go or, you know, really what path you take, because to be honest, there's a million wonderful paths out there that can lead to the things that you desire. It's just about doing that next best thing and taking the pressure off. So, and sometimes that like feels like pressure itself, to be honest, right? So stay present, stay conscious, stay aware, have the conversations with yourself, with your with your partner, with the people in your life. Um, this is all temporary, right? We're space and time, it's all temporary. It's all leading to something else. Uh, and that's one of the best miracles of life is that it's an adventure. We don't we don't get all the details up front or else shit would be boring as hell. But yeah, I think that's all I got. Um, I'm so grateful for everybody who's tuning in, who's sharing this podcast, who's showing their support and just sending their kind words. And that honestly makes my day. I don't know when I'll start to show up more on social media. So this is the best place to catch me, right? Is here on the podcast. And, you know, this is a stretch for me too. Like I have to not force myself to do it, but like, you know, it's, it's teaching me to take the pressure off myself and perfection, right? Like normally I would totally have this episode mapped out and like, you know, outlined and in a Google doc, because <laughs> God knows I love a fucking Google doc so much. And honestly, I took some notes the other day. I've been thinking about it and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to set up my computer on the floor <laughs> and see what happens. So I'm grateful that you're here. If you liked this episode, please screenshot and share it to social media. Tag me at Kimberly.Brooke.Smith so that I can say thank you. It's such a huge help. It helps me get the word out, you know, reach new people, reach new women, right? Who need to hear these things, who need to hear this message. And uh, just know that I'm really grateful for you. And uh, I'm working on some new content. If you have ideas, if there's something that you want me to talk about or learn about, uh, definitely shoot me a DM and let me know. But otherwise, I will see you next time. And I hope you have a beautiful week ahead. Thanks for listening. 